When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic in Anaheim, California, out here to cover hockey. And uh, what's going on, Moan? Hockey in California. Like, I know it's That's there, what but they say. say it. That's like, what they hockey, say. Hockey in California makes no sense, but it does because everything's in California. I was at a drive-thru uh, here last night after the plane landed, and... Uh, Someone asked because I had the credentials on or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you do? I'm a hockey writer. What's that? And I go, <laughs> and I go, which one, hockey or writer? <laughs> hockey. What is that? For real? Yeah. For real? Okay. All right. Well, yeah. they've only had the the Los Angeles Kings in place since 1967 and the Anaheim Ducks since 1993. But let's discuss that. I'm actually in a bad mood for another reason entirely, Moan. Tell us why, DK. Well, see that guy up there in the picture? Up there in our – see that? Yeah, you recognize that guy under the beard? I love that guy movies is all I'm saying. Yeah, man. well, here's what I have to say about that guy. That's my <laughs> wife there next to him. Back in Pittsburgh, he stops in our shop. Okay, he and Rob Schneider, who apparently had her stand-up. Yeah, they're on tour right now. They are. Routine. And – uh it's Adam Sandler, of course, if you guys don't recognize Adam Sandler. Okay. Yeah, it's Adam Sandler. And um, how do I put this without sounding like Larry David? Say it how you need to, DK. It's all right, man. Your name's on the company. They didn't buy anything, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how do you do that? How, how do you... How do you do like this sold-out yeah. show, okay, in a big arena, which is what yeah. they did, yeah. and come in and not buy anything? And wait, it gets worse. What's that? At one point, so Rob Schneider yeah. decides he, he he really loves this Willie Stargell pillbox cap, and he's like, I got to have this. I got to have this. And the bodyguard, they they all come in with bodyguards. We get this because there's a hotel right across the street from us, yeah. right, in downtown. And uh, they – he, he wants his hat and bodyguards like, we got to go. Guys, we got to go. Got to go. And they listen. And they have to. Okay, that's what these guys are yeah, there in charge of. Wherever it is. Okay, so they got to go. And he's like, but I, but I, whatever. And my, and my wife, generous soul that she is, way more benevolent than I could ever be or a fraction yeah. of it, says, no, just take it. Just take the hat. $15 hat. Wow. So these two guys come in, these two like legends, whatever, especially Sandler, obviously. Yes. And we're out 15 bucks. <laughs> you lost money is all you're saying. Lost money they, on the exchange. They, they took everything out of Pittsburgh, including a hat out of DK Pittsburgh's hardcore shop right there. This is what, that's what you're telling me, DK, is <laughs> they had it and you know they had it because the show in Pittsburgh was sold out. But they chose not to spend and break bread with the city of Pittsburgh. We're not even going to say DK, okay? They chose not to break bread with you. 
This is what or the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, this absolutely. This brings out the inner Bob Barker in me, Moan. You know what I'm talking about, okay? Is he trying to go Happy Gilmore on him? <laughs> Other way around. Wait a yeah. second. Who threw the punches? Was it Barker or Sandler? It was Barker. Barker. They okay, both. Okay, so I'm Bob Barker in this equation. Yeah, Bob Barker beat the crap out of him too, man. <laughs> That's they, all you say. They tune in. For football, yeah. Moan, look what we're giving them. We're giving them golf, hockey, everything else. What are we going to do here? Let's talk Super Bowl. I, you know what? I, I want to ask you something before we get to Super Bowl. This is, right. like the, uh, this is like the this is like the whirlwind event that's happening right now because the Super Bowl rotates this year's back in Phoenix. I'm sure you know, or maybe you don't, but this waste management golf tournament, have you heard about it? How insane like hole 16 is? No. Oh, my. You got to look this up, man. And I didn't know anything about it. And people have been telling me about it. Like, it's insane. Like, if you get a hole in one, it's like hole 16 is the opposite of everything golf. They cheer. They get trash, drunk. Like, they are outside of their mind. Oh, Somebody hit wow. a hole in one the other day, and everybody's just erupting. Like, there's no shh, be quiet while they're shooting. They throw beers on the freaking greens. <laughs> like, they take off their shirts. Oh my! Oh, you got to look this up, DK. It is insane, and is it's this cool. The, is this the tournament that Aaron Rodgers just won, or was that something else? Uh, I think that was something. That may uh, have been okay. the pro am of it, okay. but yeah, the oh, waste yeah, yeah. management open is insane, DK. Speaking of just wild stuff and and sports, but yeah, the Super Bowl and the waste management open is there. By far, one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Like it is like. It, it's like backwoods, redneck, like like hood, just crazy <laughs> celebration of golf. And it is embraced. Like the traditionalists, like they some of them don't love it. I think they said Rory don't necessarily like it. And I'm like, but Rory's relatively young. They said, but in, in golf, he's kind of old. Yeah, golf year yeah. old. Yeah, and you're I born old like, in golf. It's, it's like the biggest party ever for such a quiet sport. And I was just like, that's something I think everybody would embrace, just like the Super Bowl, you know, DK? Yeah, just just like that. And and, and, and people love to cheer and let out their emotions. And, and they also like to hate and all that other yeah. stuff in a fun way. I use that word in the fun context. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Is the and Super Bowl overdone, who, too? I don't know, Bone. I, I do know this. Who's everybody cheering for this weekend? Who's who, who are they cheering for in Pittsburgh? Who who are Steelers Nation cheering for? This isn't like you know college divisions or college conferences where I would cheer for the SEC and you you know you go ACC or something like this. This is legitimate. Like which team do you pick? Do we pick AFC or NFC? Do you pick the in-state Philly who's gone to more Super Bowls in two thousands than the Steelers have so far, or the early two? I mean the twenty tens and twenties than Steelers have. Or do you go with the team that you got to go up against to get to the Super Bowl? Because Patrick Mahomes has gone to the AFC Championship since he's been a starting quarterback. Imagine that. So which one do you choose? See, the thing is, I consider there's a couple of variables that I would put into this. One is that the the Chiefs are in the division. And I'm not saying conference here. I'm saying in the division because they feel like an AFC North team. They do. So often. And the Steelers obviously have, have seen Mahomes a little bit too often. And so there's there's got to be some lingering something there, you know, where you don't want the AFC one team to look like the powerhouse, you know? No, you don't, but they're just good, and there's just a separation of talent right now. Who I think is the better team and, and who should win, it's honestly two different conversations, two DK. Mm-hmm. I could say one is the best team, but I almost think, like, I can also say the other team should still win, though. Like, how do you have that type of just – 
conflict in a Super Bowl game. Is this not the best matchup that you get? Like, yeah, it's the best matchup. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I think where, where Pittsburgh is concerned, I think you're going to be looking at, you know, see, here's the funny thing. What's that, DK? Well, the Eagles are built by a guy who's now, or, or partially built, to partially yeah. to his credit, Andy Weidel, uh, who's now in the employee of the Steelers. He's also a Mount Lebanon dude, and everything else lines up there. Yeah. Um, and the Eagles are kind of built in the image that you want the Steelers to be built in. Yeah, they are. You know, trenches, yeah, trenches, trenches. And you like that. And you like that component to them. I enjoy watching them play. I do too. Okay. That to me, yeah. that's my kind of football. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't want, enjoy watching, you know, Holmes and Travis Kelsey and, and, and everybody else. But uh, I, I just, I, I think the Eagles are fun. And then there's the whole Pittsburgh, Philadelphia thing, which you, you, you heard about this. Uh, I've heard a, a little bit about it. I'll say this. Anytime we played the Eagles, I really did want to like beat them every single time. So yeah, I, I get it. I inherited it for sure. Yeah. And obviously with, with them not being even in the same conference, there aren't many matchups and so forth, but Pittsburgh and Philly, that's more of a hockey thing than anything else because of the mm-hmm. flyers and the, the penguins once went 15 years without winning in that yeah. city. And, you know, people really, really learned to hate the Flyers with their goon tactics and everything else. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, I, I don't know that that could ever carry over into football. And they don't even wear the same colors. Like, I think Philly people hate Pittsburgh more than the other way around because yeah, all the teams wear that. the same colors. You get just as mad at them. <laughs> you know, like you see the Penguins yeah. wearing black and gold. Steelers come out in black and gold. Even the Pirates, yeah. you know, Ooh, the Pirates. You come out in black and gold. And you're just like, they're just thinking, it just probably reminds them all of whatever other team they don't like. Uh, the, that's so true. Eagles are green. You know, Phillies are yeah. red, Flyers orange and black. Whatever, yeah, you know, seventy sixers, sixers are red, and red and blue. And blue. It's it's just not the same feeling, you know. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, who do you go? I, I I think most Pittsburgh people will go for Philly. Yeah, I do too. Actually, yeah, I, 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 I love to know. Wrong. Yeah, I love to know where everybody's stance is, but I think Philly is probably the the place you want to root for. Yeah, we're talking about rooting here, not necessarily who's going to win. We're going to do that oh, right yeah. after this. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, the highly unusual pre-Super Bowl episode of the Ramon Foster Show. Who you got, Mo? Uh, who I got? Let me break this down for you because I, I, I got both sides. And as I've looked at this game, I think it's by far one of the closest spreads ever in the Super Bowl, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, man. Mm-hmm. Um, both quarterbacks are, are both good enough to win the game for their teams, you know, by themselves also. Uh, the line right now, if I'm not mistaken, DK is what one and a half. Yeah, and 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 uh, Kansas City being the underdog in it. The way I look at this game, let's go there. So my my heart's with a with a former Vol of mine, uh, Trey Smith. I'm a fan of his. We communicate a whole lot. Juju's there, so I, I'd love to see Juju kind of get that a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let's Kansas City. They do have a good defense. They're ranked 16th in the league as far as points given up. 
Uh, Chris Jones is that good. He ended the game for him. Frank Clark is still there. They got two stout body dudes up front. When you look at the way they're going to approach this, that to me is going to be most interesting. Can their D tackles and Chris Jones stop the run? And not necessarily Chris Jones because he's just a specialist of getting to the quarterback for the most part. He's not right. really a run stopper. No, but he's really good at what yeah, he does. He's, he's really good at what he <laughs> yeah. does. 15 and a half sacks on the yeah. year. You know, first, uh, you think he just got his first couple sacks in the postseason, which blows my mind, okay? Um, They were timely, though. They were timely. They were. The linebackers for Kansas City are just as good as anybody's, uh, and the secondary is, too. Offensively, we know what you're getting yourself into. If the ankle is good with Mahomes and two weeks, DK, like actually not being broken like uh, Marquise's was at the time, like mm-hmm. he got enough time to get very healthy in the sense that it shouldn't hurt if he actually get hit, you know, especially with all the rehab he should be doing. If he's healthy, the wide receiver aspect of it, that comparison goes to Philly. I, like to me, it's Travis, Travis Kelsey and everybody else. Juju almost had a thousand yards, but their number one target is Kelsey. Yes. Juju second behind that one. Um, and they're supposed to get a couple other guys back. I like the run game of Pacheco and uh, McKinnon, too. McKinnon's also a real big threat in the run game. Philly, defense, Man, I, I like I like Pacheco a lot. I love Pacheco. I mean, that style. Oh I'm sorry. My God. There's something there. You know, when he when he, his head of steam is almost immediate. Yes. You know? And then he, he just goes and he – does not care about the consequences. Oh, you know, no, he doesn't. He reminds you if you played video games growing up, Mario <laughs> Brothers, you know, getting the star and just running through everything. That's Pacheco, right? Are, okay. you, you get that visual right there. He I gets really the star do. And he just goes. And like you said, uh, but the thing is, between both of those two backs, they're averaging four and a half yards of carry. Yeah. They're productive on the ground. And um, like Patrick Mahomes strategic and how he runs that offense. He's not really a running quarterback. He's just very, very mobile, right? That's kind of how you got to look at Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But Philly defense is monstrous. You know, uh, again, Hassan Reddick is that good. Uh, Fletcher Cox is still good. Javon Hargrave's got double-digit sacks. Uh, just a multitude of guys have really done a lot of stuff for them. Back end of that secondary is really good. Linebackers is good, too. You, you say to yourself, where is the weakness? Maybe the linebackers? That's about it. Okay, I think they got a seventh-rounder starting there, but he's been very productive for them, too. It don't um, matter, though. I mean, The front makes sure matter. that they don't matter. You and know? then you got guys like Indomitian Sue that are backups on this team, okay, who's a menace in himself. Um, and then offensively for them, we know they are run heavy, but they can take the top off the offense, off the defense too, with A.J. Brown and also Devontae Smith. And on top of that, the X factor of Jalen Hurts actually being a running quarterback. Best team, DK, best team in this matchup is probably Philly. I think the better coach team, may end up being Kansas City. The coaching, I, I go with Kansas City. The team, I go with Philly. Who's going to win it? DK? Oh, okay, so where are you at? I've given you my spiel. Yeah. I laid it out. I was about to give you my pick, but go ahead. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I, I can respect what an Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy offense can do to anybody okay, yeah. under any circumstance. Yep. But I can't get past – what portion of their playbook or even what portion of their plays within the playbook get limited by Mahomes' lack of usual mobility? Yeah. Okay, that's that's the thing that I can't get past. 
Um, he is, you saw the game. Yeah. Okay. That ankle. Okay. And you've been through ankle injuries that have lingered. You played through ankle pain. Um, what he's asked to do is a lot. Yeah, it it is. He creates his own trajectory for his passes by allowing himself to move where he can release that bullet. And if that's not there for them, there for the chiefs, I hate to say this, but he, you know, he can, he could be just another guy. And we also saw in that, in that game against the Bengals, that on occasion he wouldn't be able to even set himself or plant the way he wanted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think that's, that's a big variable. And the biggest variable of all is the one you mentioned with the Eagles interior defensive line with uh, our man, uh, Javon Hargrave, and of course, uh, Fletcher Cox. Um, who needs no introduction to anybody in Pittsburgh? None. <laughs> uh, most unfortunately, and and these guys combined with that offensive line yeah. that they have, uh, I, I, I'm going with Philly. I have to. What do you got? Uh, what, what's your score? And who do you got? I got Philly winning, and it's so hard to even say that. I got Philly winning. Um, let's go twenty six twenty four. Yeah, there's going to be points too. Yeah, um, 26-24, Philly. I look at that. They get to 20, and they kick two field goals after that to kind of seal it because Patrick Mahomes might have 17 points, and he get to 24. That's where the 26-24 come from. Yeah, I, I love how you always end up doing the math on these things. Like, everybody else just says a random score, and you're actually nah. sitting there doing the math on how many touchdowns, how many extra points would have to happen. Because we, we actually don't spew foolishness out, you know, on our broadcast that we do over here. DK. I don't know. There was a whole lot of foolishness in that opening segment, so I'm not sure. But of course, Bob Barker beating up, you know, Adam Sandler is always a killer. <laughs> There's no question about that. But guess what? What's that? The only segment that matters is coming up next. And that's a home. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. That's brought to you always by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today better believe it uh, today's today's hey moan comes from michael who says hey moan i know all nfl teams pay their players so can you break down why are teams like cleveland arizona new york jets always struggling with losing records Ooh, uh, he mean, I think he means that they they pay them. They're all you know. It's a salary cap and, league. There's a minimum yeah. too. There's a floor. They, and, they and get they, paid. Why do they always stink? They always have splashes and free agency and stuff like that. Yeah, that I, I think they uh, legitimately don't have a a plan for what and how to win, no matter what direction they go in. And I think some of it may start with ownership too. In a few of these cases, like the Jets mm-hmm. got close, but that's because. Rex Ryan was a bulldog on how he ran his ship. Right. Would you not give that credit? Like, oh, absolutely. It, his dad was in it. His brother no. is was in it. Like, hey, Mon, he came yeah. in and put he came in and put his foot down. He did put his foot down. And I think what happens in these hey, situations, Mon, when you, yeah, he came in and put his foot down. 
Come on. Waiting on you here. Ah, see what you did here. You were the one that usually does the Rex Ryan foot jokes, and I'm like, come on. You know, it's crazy. He currently lives in Middle Tennessee, about close to where I am, too. So that's that's very interesting. Got to make sure I got shoes on. Uh, we're just so bad, okay? What an episode this is. He put his foot down, as you said, as far as keep football, football, and keep front office, front office. And I think you have to have a separator in that. Um, I think most owners, front office people, want more credit for what happens on the field than the coaches do. I look at the Raiders situation. I say that looks front office to me as far as who wants credit. We've heard those stories about how Al Davis would just be on his golf cart and just tell the coaches to change the entire script without even knowing what winning and losing is in that NFL that he was at. I look at Jerry Jones' situation, very much involved. Although they have a good team not getting over the hump and everybody made them the laughing stock of the league in a sense, right, DK? Oh, yeah. I mean, in, and, in their own way, in their own bracket, yeah. In their own bracket, and they've had some success. They've got some really good players but they become the laughing stock because Jerry's the forefront of everything. Why is an owner doing um, uh, uh, interviews and whatnot, weekly interview segments, or post deciding games. right outside the locker game. room? Yeah, it's a coach's thing. I, I think it's this is probably why I'm always a uh, a fan of Coach Tomlin too. Like coaches have to be able to coach. You have to have a strong enough personality to where it, it, it's look. I, I know how to win. I'll show you how to win. I'll lead my guys. And I, I think when you look at those bad organizations, ownership find them, themselves in ways taking over what the coaches do. Yes. They're meddling in a lot of stuff. Yes. That's front office. Look at the way Cleveland has come out and done stuff. Like making the move they did with Deshaun Watson, which is great for him, great for the quarterbacks, great for everybody in the NFL. That raised up everything as far as expected pay, right? But mm-hmm. that's the owner and, and front office that decided we're going to take it into our own hands and go get the guy that we think is going to win us a Super Bowl. It doesn't work like that. No, it you know does what I'm not. saying? It has to happen organically. Look at that Cincinnati situation. Whether they tanked for Burrow or what, it happened organically in a sense, right? They didn't fire the coach. They're allowing this to kind of grow up a little, little bit. Those organizations, Cleveland, Arizona, and who was the other team? They Jaguars. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, yeah. Jet, Jets, Jaguars. You see their ownership in front more than you yeah. do the actual I mean, players. You go, and I think that's the separator. Mm-hmm. You go for ownership. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight for the quarterback. Go up, well. because if we're looking at anything in the National Football League right now, when it comes to the, you know, the teams that have been crappy for a long time, you're seeing also that it legitimately talented a potential-filled young NFL quarterback can come in and almost make that impact himself. Uh, Joe Burrow, the moment he stepped onto the field in Cincinnati, turned the franchise around, or he started to. You know, then he had had the ugly injury, but uh, that's a Burrow thing. You know, the Bengals' ownership was still the Bengals' ownership, you know, with the fake eggs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Things you learn on this show. I know, right? Um, Jacksonville. You know, the last time the Steelers were down there and I'm pulling out of the lot and looking at that stadium and I'm thinking to myself, why? Yeah. Why is there even a team here? What, what, what the, and you were talking, you know, you want to, you know, this guy wants to move the team to London and everything else and nobody's coming to their games and everything else. What happened? Trevor Lawrence happened. Trevor Lawrence happened. Now, 
lots of other things have to happen because those morons also got a college coach to work yeah. with him. So, he, they, but the, but they had to overcome that too, and they overcame that because of Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Again, front office mistakes. Yes, want to get Zach Wilson? Like that's a front yeah. office mistake. <laughs> right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like legitimate. Like let's look at uh, Carolina. The coach Matt Rule gave him that much money on a non-proven uh, NFL head coach. Again, front office decisions. Right. I'm looking at right now. We're, we're following in real time uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, deciding God. to just oh, hire a God. former consultant of theirs to be their head coach. And they're saying it's going to take days, if not weeks, to figure out who's going to be their head coach. Why? Because front office they is dealing with doing. this. Yeah, like, look, be be happy that the, that the you don't hear from the Rooney's unless it's owners meetings or something wild has gone on where they have to speak up because the separation of football and business is real pure in Pittsburgh. And that's where you get real sports. Unless you got a, to your point, DK, a quarterback and a head coach that knows how to put their foot down. <laughs> See what I did there? See, brought it right back to you, DK. Oh, you, Gave you just, it right back to you. You put the shoe on the other foot. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. Oh. Uh, we are doing this, but this, yeah. This is so wrong. I, 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 everyone who watched this needs to forget that they ever saw this episode. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and they'll drop their puns in the comment section too. I'm here for it. DK Screw. Let's let's embrace this. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do another one of these after the Super Bowl and talk about all the fun that was had there. Uh, and then it's the season of waiting. Mm-hmm. The fun part. That'll be the fun part. It is the fun part. <laughs>